Welcome back to another episode of Awareness to Action Enneagram Podcast. My name is Creek and I'm with my two grown-up co-hosts. <laughs> is that a, a synonym, synonym for old? Or? Uh, no, I don't know. Do it literally that, was on the bookshelf next it's, to me. So Creek's looking around and picking the first word he sees. Exactly. You know, exactly. It's, it's just good it wasn't a book on platypuses or something. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Um, so today we were talking about these subtypes of Enneagram type three, and this will be the third of our uh, nine. And make sure, as we said in the last episode, to go back, refer to, to listen to the subtype episodes, the three episodes, just kind of get that context, get both of those ideas in your head so you kind of understand how they kind of come together in this episode. So Mario... Uh, what are we in for today? Oh, we're in for nothing, but it, 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 it's going to be a thrill ride. It's it's going to be a thrill ride. Uh, Got it. Okay. Wow. Wow. Uh, I yeah, yeah. Go there. yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm here all night. Well, I, <laughs> what do you have to drink? Yeah, I was going to say you've been, you've, you've been coughing it up today, huh? I'm I'm, yeah. I'm delusional mm. because it's I'm so hot right now. Like there's no AC, right? Uh-huh. You, and, where and, are you? Are you still I'm, in London? I so I a couple days ago took the train to Bristol area. Uh-huh. So I'm near Wales currently, uh-huh. and uh, going to be here for like a month ish. Wow! Just chilling, chilling in in Bristol. Uh, at least you're standing now. Yeah, today was the first day without crutches. So, you know, I was really striving to be outstanding today. And uh, so... Or, standing. Or ups, upstanding. Upstanding. <laughs> yeah. Standing, yeah. Yeah. That's true. To be upstanding, yes. <laughs> so um, so uh, also let me mention, uh, dear reader, if we... Di- uh, dear listener. Listener. If we uh, digress from the, 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 the travels and travails of Creek here for a second, um, you know, to visit us on the our, our Instagram uh, site because I'm going to start posting things on... The uh, subtypes uh, there. What so kind of things, Mario? Mostly oh, his just meals. A, uh, mostly it's me, uh, pictures of me eating. Um, <laughs> beef stew. Yeah, <laughs> beef stew, that's right. <laughs> you know, uh, the stains that result on my shirts from every time that I eat. Gosh, so, you know. okay. So, if you uh, want to see Mario eat, make sure to come to the IEA Global Conference there you in go. July in San Francisco. Man, oh man, you're just yeah. plugging all over the place. All that's, right, great. Just me. That's me, Mr. Transmitter. So, um, huh. so type three, striving to feel outstanding. I, I, I'll tell you, you know, I was preparing a little bit for this podcast, as as I'm wont to do, and it just reinforced for me how important these subtypes are because of all the misunderstandings. You know, there's so many simplistic and stereotype based. Uh, approaches to the Enneagram out there, you know, silly little books that, you know, uh, uh, don't have any you nuance or any? understanding. No, I'm not, not going to name any, but, uh, um, but, uh, <laughs> but. Such as instinctual leadership. There um, you go. There you yeah. go. No, 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 that's a brilliant book. <laughs> so, um, the, the three subtypes of the three are quite different from each other. And I think that there's the stereotype of the three and then the reality of the three in general, right? For example, one of the things that I always hear is the stereotype is that threes are dishonest and, you know, they're liars and, you know, deceptive and all that other sort of thing. And we've said this before, but threes are no more dishonest or deceptive than people of any other type. 
where that idea of deceit comes from with the three is around deception into believing their own self-image, right? Um, it's not about necessarily trying to deceive others in an unethical way. We're all trying to deceive others, right? I mean, that's just part of human nature. We want people to think well of us, etc. Threes just have a tendency to do this more. But anyway, the three subtypes of the three are really, really different. And especially as we talk about the preserving three, I think we're going to see why so many people end up getting mistyped, not only around point three, but around so many of the Enneagram types. Yeah, I think the the common... Right, the common stereotype is just if you're successful, you're a three, yeah. or if you're busy, you're a three, <laughs> right? Or goal oriented, you're yeah, a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although, uh, no, go ahead. I, I I won't interrupt yet, but no, okay. Since you stopped, <laughs> since you paused, um, <laughs> why don't we leave Craig and just let him? <laughs> no, I need somebody to push the buttons. Hang hang around, <laughs> would you please? Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Maria Jose, you should know by now how to like push the certain set of buttons to get him to say something that you want him to say. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the the bigger trick is getting know. me not to say things that. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, um, with you know these stereotypes, and I forget where I was going with this whole thing, but uh, about ambition, right? About being Crap, polished like and that sort threes. of thing. Yeah, and, and <laughs> no, but it, it, there's this idea that if somebody's not incredibly image conscious, that they can't be a three either. And, um, you know, and I've heard people say that I'm, I'm trying to get to the point of the counter type, right? So, and, and this will take us into the preserving three, right? Now, again, we've expressed before that we don't, you know, the, the whole counter type idea is not how we approach things. Uh, we think that's just too simplistic and mechanistic and inaccurate. And instead, what we, what the, the way we see it is that there tends to be a complex interplay between the instinctual bias and the strategy. And with the preserving so it's the, three... It's the complex interplay type. It's Got the it. complex okay. interplay type. Exactly right. The less so, stereotypical. The less stereotypical, right? So, you know, and we talked about this with the one a couple of episodes ago and how the the navigating one, again, it's got these two forces that are pulling against each other. This need to point out problems and this need to get along with people, right? So it makes this conflicted character. And we really see this in the preserving three. And I've heard people talk about the preserving three. Oh, well, that's the counter type. So, uh, so they're not, they're threes who are not ambitious, right? Well, that's just nonsense, right? I mean, these are people who are really, really driven. And the preserving three is striving to feel outstanding in the preserving domain. And this is actually the most workaholic yeah. of the three subtypes, the most, I need to be busy, I need to be doing something. And they may not be as nakedly ambitious and visibly ambitious as some of the other or the, the other two subtypes, but they're hugely task-oriented and hugely driven to achieve things. Yeah, and productivity is something that they really aim for. It's not so much the applause or the recognition, but being productive, using their time, keeping themselves busy, accomplishing as much as they can. And it's not so much about the image they're projecting now Having said that, I think that they're still image conscious. It's yes. just that it's a different way of being image conscious. Yeah. It's like 
as I said, being productive, accomplishing a lot, and a bit understated. Yes. Like, I want to be, to feel outstanding, but not so much that I'm getting, trying to get too much attention. Yeah, it's, yeah with, the, with the preserving three, they have an indifference towards the transmitting domain, right? And because so many people, again, get stuck in this idea of one-to-one or sexual when it comes to this this transmitting subtype, they miss the bigger picture. And so what we find in all the preservers is there is this need for a one-to-one connection. Okay. So these tend to be people who are, you know, very connected to their spouses, very connected to their family and so forth, but they're not transmitters. Okay. They're just indifferent to that. And in fact, for the preserving three, like for all preservers, transmitting is almost counterproductive. Okay, if I'm trying to kind of save my resources, if I'm trying to stay safe, then I don't want to draw a whole lot of attention to myself, right? I don't want to put myself out there too much. I want to more quietly get work done. And that's what drives the preserving three. And get work. If I draw too much attention, I might not be able to get the work that I need to survive and to make a living and all of that. Yeah. So a the, non-ambitious three is like the equivalent of like a four that doesn't care about beauty. Yeah, it's 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 you know, it's or a, a two that doesn't help, ambition. right? Yeah, but it's it, yeah. Go ahead, Maria. Say. No, I was going that they're still ambitious, but it's a different kind of ambition. Yeah, they yeah. want to be accomplished. They want to thrive, but in a different way. It's a different quality of success. Yeah. Yeah, Creek, Creek was being kind of sarcastic there because there's this view out there that the uh, the self-pres three is a three without ambition, right? And there's, there's no such thing as a three without ambition. It's because th- one of the things about all threes is I get my sense of self, my sense of identity f- through the eyes of others, okay? And so the preserving three is trying to achieve things, to accomplish things. They've got a big to-do list. They're constantly knocking tasks off that to-do list. And when other people see them accomplishing these things, it regulates for them their sense of value and worth. So I have to I have to mention this, but yeah. the whole speed of this episode, it's more three-ish than the other episodes. It's like we are at a speed that it's just faster. And I think that captures how threes are, you know. And and this was not meant to be this way. It's just happening. Uh, we didn't plan right. for it. This is not method podcasting here. No, you know, like no. But acting, for yeah. some reason, for some reason, it's just going faster than usual. And threes do that, all of them, in different ways. So a, a couple other things about the uh, preserving three that are uh, worth mentioning here. They tend to be more down to earth in a way, right? They're less image conscious. They're a bit more, in my experience, a bit more kind of relaxed. And because of that, because they're not obvious as obviously image oriented, they can be mistyped. And I know over the years, I've mistyped a number of preserving threes as sevens, right? Early on before I really started to understand this because they have that energy that can look sevenish, right? That because it's, I've always got to be doing something. Okay? In work, 
they really struggle with delegation. This is the thing I've seen over and over again. It's just that they're they're going to pick up the ball and they're going to run with it themselves. And you know, as they grow as leaders in organizations, they really struggle with developing other people and being team players, not because they want the attention for themselves, but that other people just move too slowly for them. Okay? So this can, this can be a big challenge. Yeah, they, I've also seen how they might be confused with fives mm-hmm. as they have a, uh, an emotional tone that it's a bit more detached. Yep. They don't get involved into the uh, messiness of the emotional interactions as much and they kind of avoid it and they might see seem as fives. Yeah. They have kind of a typically have a flatter affect than the other threes. Mm. That's not to say I mean there are some things out there of like uh just threes not really having emotions much or are being distanced from them. What's what's your read on that? Yeah, well again, threes not having emotions again comes from People have never actually met a three, right? I mean, it's they. What they're good at is compartmentalization, okay, uh, which is something that eights are really good at as well, and some of the other types. So threes have emotions, and in fact, we'll talk. May talk about this when we get to the transmitting three, but I can't tell you how many times I've had transmitting threes cry during coaching sessions because. They do have emotion, and particularly when it comes to taking care of the people around them and achieving things and helping other people achieve things. I think of Oprah Winfrey, for example, transmitting three. A lot of emotion in Oprah. Now, it can look sort of manufactured at times, perhaps, okay, but... What I find is that with most threes, when they're relatively healthy, even though it looks manufactured, it's not. What, what do you think that is? What, what's, what's that manufactured piece that we're potentially seeing? Yeah, so I think that threes are so focused on other people's perception of them and so focused on trying to gauge their value through the eyes of others that they're adapting to what other people want. And without even realizing it, they're sort of shape-shifting. So they're taking what's in them and shape-shifting it or spinning it a little bit so that it mirrors the people that they're with or mirrors the expectations of the people that they're with. And we can perceive that, right? Whether, Whether we're aware of it or not, we perceive when people are doing that. And something goes off in our head that says, okay, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't look right. And we tend not to be generous in our assessment of other people. So we, we, we infer something much more malignant than there really is, right? Or something much more devious than there really is. Now, I'm not saying that every three is, is pure of heart and, you know, you know that doesn't apply no, to any type, yeah. right? No, yeah, no, but none of the types are. But when we're talking about relatively healthy people here, they can still feel a little fake, even when they're not. No, uh, uh, just to add on the emotional part of it, with it preserving three, I think that spending too much time on the emotional aspects of relationships, it's like a waste of time. I, I become less productive and I want to waste my time on it. And that might 
make them kind of avoid it? Yeah, there, there's a lot about efficiency, particularly yeah. with the preserving three. Mm. I've got I've got laundry to do. I'll get back to this. It can be almost how they yeah. feel about emotions, but yeah. when it does catch up to them, it's there. Yeah, they, they might. They, I mean, my experience with threes in general is that they are very. They can be very sensitive people who care about the others and all of that. Now, will they spend a lot of time dealing with the emotional aspects of things? Some of them will, but in my experience, preserving threes less than the other two. Emotions are not efficient, so that would make sense. Yeah, like you can't rush through. There's no way to optimize life hack your right. emotions. Right. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about the pattern of expression for the preservings. We have preserving in the zone of enthusiasm. We have navigating in the zone of inner conflict, and then we have transmitting in the zone of indifference. So what that what that looks like, uh, as with all the preservers, is that. They're sociable people. They like to have, what, what I find with preserving threes is they tend to have a fairly small group of close friends. And they, they're not huge networkers. We'll see with the other two. Now, some of them are. I have one client, for example, who's a preserving three, but this guy just trained himself early on in his career to be a really methodical network and he has built up this huge network but that's not what i see in the majority of preserving threes in, in my experience yeah and and what you're describing is like you're using the preserving strengths of yes. method and process to overcome a not a weakness but an area that i might not pay naturally too much attention to right. but in a in a preserving way absolutely right and so what we find with the in the navigating domain is that, yeah, I like to navigate. I want to connect to people, but I also feel conflicted about it. So I want to sit around. I want to know what's going on. But my patience wears thin when people come into my office and small talk. So these are not small talk sort of folks generally. You know, you can have a, you know, you can get together over lunch with them and, you know, talk about things and whatnot. But for the most part, they're going to want to get back to work. And they're going to want to leave the party because I got too much to do sort of thing. Just remember a preserving three that I used to work with in the same office. And it was just the two of us. And my need to talk about other people probably seemed like a waste of time for him. But it was kind of like I was corrupting him, you know. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> Pulling him to the dark side. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So when it comes to the transmitting domain, uh, which we call the zone of indifference, again, they're just not people who, yes, I want to be recognized for my achievements, but I don't need to be the center of attention. In fact, I'm not comfortable with it. So they tend to be much less flashy, right? They still look good. You know, they'll still, you know, wear decent clothes and, you know, drive a nice car. And, and, but, very, and, and very specific about those things that are, yes. as I said before, understated but polished yes still yeah. so uh, but they're not clearly not transmitters right so they're mm. not the stereotype. they're not flashy they're, exactly i'm just I, i'm seeing i'm seeing like all these memes that i've seen on instagram of of like the dad in like the puffer vest with the with the gingham blue collared shirt and it's I, orvis yep. how's it going right? yep mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 every orvis ad you've ever seen Right. The uh, <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's preserving three world. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, what's one thing that you commonly, for both of you, what you've commonly helped a preserving three work through? It's almost always about delegation for, for me. It's almost always about stop doing everything yourself, start developing the people around you and learn to delegate to them, learn to have other people do things because what caps preserving threes professionally is that there are only 24 hours in a day, no matter what you do, right? Uh, I, I remember working with a preserving three one time and in our first meeting, he actually, he told me as if he was bragging that he typically only slept three hours a night. <laughs> and I, you know, and I said, no. yeah. And I said, that's just stupid. You'll be dead you know, before too long. But for him, it was like, well, you know, hey, I've got so much to do. I work 21 hours a day or something. And, well, that's a problem, right? If anybody's working that much, especially in a leadership role, means you're not leading, yeah. right? It means you're doing. So that's the big piece of advice I always use mm. for preserving threes. Okay. Yeah, because telling them to rest is not enough because right. there are things that will not get done. So it needs to be go together hand in hand with some some way of making sure that things get done, but not necessarily by themselves. And if you want a more clearer look at a, at a preserving three, you can go listen to our three episode with uh, yeah. my Fathom's co-host, Drew Mosher. Yes, Drew's great Who's example. Shining example. Who's this, who's this politician who was running for president? Who was preserving three? Oh, Mitt Romney. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it's interesting. Mitt Romney was a great example. There, there was this great uh, two things. I, I read an interview with him, and they were setting up a uh, uh, a campaign, state campaign office somewhere. So he's going to this meeting with the people who are going to be running this campaign office, and they weren't there yet. And Romney picks up a broom and starts sweeping. And there was also, I don't know if it was on Netflix or Amazon or something, there was a documentary about Romney after he lost the election to Obama. And they go into this suite, I think it's the night of the election or something, and Romney's walking around picking up the trash in the, in the suite of the hotel, right? It's filled with people, filled with staff, filled with family members, but he just needed to be doing something. And so, well, there's a broom here, I might as well sweep, or there's mm, trash yeah. on the floor, I might as well pick it up. All right, let's go to move to the navigating three. So here we're getting more into the stereotype. Okay, This is the polished sort of, you know, all things to all people, marketing sort of mentality. And in Naranjo's character in Neurosis, you know, he points out that because the DSM, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, is essentially a U.S.-developed document, there's no dysfunction that correlates to the Enneagram type three, right? Because, because the dysfunction, yeah, because the dysfunction My. of the three is normalized in U.S. culture, okay? and so he refers to it as the marketing uh, mentality or the marketing marketing mindset, and this is a, this captures the navigating three really really well. Okay, it is. You know, figuring out what people want to see, what people need, and being that thing for them. Okay, so this is the most sort of malleable character. They'll be polished. They'll be flashier than the preserving three, but not nearly as peacockish as the transmitting three, as we'll see. They'll wear clothes that are kind of nice and 
you know, every what they're good at doing is figuring out, okay, what is the corporate look here? And I am going to dress in that corporate look, but just 10% better. Okay, So I'm going to just upgrade a little bit. I'm still going to fit in. I'm not going to stand out too much. I'm still going to fit in, but I'll look a little bit better. I had a, a Navigating 3 client one time, and one of the issues that came up in his uh, 360 assessment was around uh, trustworthiness. And and it was a it was a kind of a tech slash manufacturer. It was a tech hardware company. Okay, so not quite high tech, not quite you know low manufacturing, somewhere in between. And in the three hundred and sixty, people you know one person was talking about how he didn't really trust him that much, and he said the guy wears cufflinks for crying out loud, and that was an insult, right? That was you know you wow. you don't. You know, in this culture, you don't wear cufflinks. Now, this guy was a, a good dresser. He wasn't. He wasn't over the top. He wasn't, in my view, out of place. But the cufflinks were just a little bit too far, right? And so for him, it was being just a bit better than everybody else. After he got that feedback, he stopped wearing cufflinks. Maybe we'll get into this a little bit more, but I think it, it would be an easy assumption to think that the transmitting three would be more of the stereotype. Why? Why would a navigating three be? I think it's it's two yeah. two aspects of the stereotype. Right. I think that with the uh, navigating three, it's more the social adaptation, the social respect that they're looking for. With the transmitting three, it's more the peacock. It's more yes. like look at me, look at me, look at me, yes. and it's two aspects. Whereas the uh, preserving three, it's just not in the books. Not generally, yeah. uh, but it's yeah, it's two aspects of the stereotype. I think that they're described right. in both in these two Got it. Um, okay. subtypes. I would agree. And with um, navigating threes, there's something it's just so adaptable. It just I think that the, these are the most adaptable ones because transmitting threes are more, and we'll get into that, but more. This is what I want to project so that you look at me. With navigating threes, it's more, this is what you will approve of or you will appreciate, so this is what I'll show. And and depending on the context, on the environment, this could be something really humble or really like uh, good looking or it could be really uh, generous. It, it, the, the quality of how they, uh, what they project, will really vary depending on the environment they belong to. I had a navigating three client one time who said to me, my goal in life is to be able to get on an elevator anywhere in the world. And whoever got on, I would know what to say to them. So some people want to cure cancer, but this guy, you know, this is his goal. But... (laughs) But, Are you disregarding his goal? Well, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you know, who am I to judge, right? But, um, uh, so, but what it was, again, is this, you know, and, and we can look at that and say, oh, that's superficial or that's, you know, whatever. But there's also an element of wanting to make people feel at ease. 
in this, right? Is that I want to find a way to connect with you. I want to find a way to build rapport so I can put you at ease and then so we can move on and get things done. So there's a lot of good to this. You know, we've been kind of emphasizing the negative stuff, but there is a lot of good to this amazing ability they have to read people, to read the group, to figure out how people are going to perceive something. So this is really, this is the world of marketing as opposed to the world of sales. And they're two different things because marketing is about understanding what people are looking for and then being able to adapt to it, where sales is about taking what I have and making it look good so that you'll be interested in it whether you're interested or not. Okay, So navigating the navigating three is about finding out what you want and then becoming that thing. Yeah, and, and you know, it, and maybe I have one navigating three in mind um, that it's too specific, but I've been surprised by how several threes, because they pay attention to you, yeah. they are just follow up on what's going on with you. They, they just yeah. care about you yeah. in a very genuine way. Yeah. A very genuine and legitimate way. Uh, yes. There's a great story about David Rockefeller, who was John D. Rockefeller's, I think it was grandson. Can't remember now whether son or grandson. And uh, I think he's the one that went on to be the governor of New York. But he famously had, it was like 100,000 index cards of people that he had met over his what lifetime. Are index cards? Index cards, like the three inch by five inch, you know, this size yeah, okay. cards. Old people used to have in the past. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about the 1950s or 60s here, so yeah, bear with me, not. right? You know, but he would keep these You want index- to go get them in your jalopy? <laughs> That's right. That's right. He, he, he would keep notes on people. So that when he was going to talk to them again or he was going to call them, he would pull the note card out, right? They were all alphabetized and he would say, oh, how's your son doing, you know, or, you know, that sort of thing. Because he would know last time he talked, that person said their son was going to college or, you know, whatever it was. But again, that, yes, there can be a manipulative and self-serving quality to that, but there can also just be, it can come from a really nice place of wanting to be nice to people and serve them, right? So they also, the the navigating threes also need a lot of feedback. They want to know how they're doing and you better tell them. Yes. (laughs) It's just anxious to know what you think about them. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is is the subtype that kind of gets their sense of identity from the group the most, right? It's this, uh, this constant need to adapt and adjust in order to uh, to fit in and, and know that they're doing well. I actually had, uh, I've had multiple over the years navigating three clients after our first meeting, at the end of the first meeting, say to me, so how did this, how did this session go? Wow. Yeah. And I, I, it, the first time it happened, it, it floored me. I just thought, wow, who would ask that question? Right. I mean, you know, it was and and my reaction was, I don't know. How do you think it went? Right. I mean, I just didn't know what to say. Right. (laughs) Uh, But but it it it's not uncommon when you work with navigating through. Yeah. Same experience. Yeah. What's your response now? It's uh, it went great. 
you know, I said, okay. you know, my, if it did, of course. Well, yeah, but but I mean, it almost it always does. does. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, you know, and I'll explain. Look, my goal was to get to know you, whatever, you know, and I, I would say why it went well, but I I realize where the question's coming from. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, give them what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a reminder, pattern of expression, we have uh, navigating is the zone of enthusiasm. We have transmitting as the zone of inner conflict and preserving zone of indifference. So you get a bit of transmitting in these folks, right? I mean, we don't want to say that they don't do any transmitting for sure. They can, they're pretty good and they often love an audience and they, you know. Yeah, go, if you give them the chance, yeah. they will shine. Yes, it's it's if they have the opportunity to do it, they, they will not fight for it probably, but they will yeah. use it. Yeah, but they have more inhibition than a transmitting three does, right? So yeah. they'll ask themselves, "Oh, did I go too far, or should I say this, or shouldn't I say that?" Right? Whereas the transmitting three will just spit it out. Right? Mm-hmm. They're very little inhibition in a transmitting three, so there's this. You can see this discomfort with being too much out on the tightrope that way. Now, one of the challenges that navigating threes have is the indifference to the preserving domain, and so they're, you know, they're they're not as task oriented as the um, as the preserving three for sure, or even as the transmitting three is, and so very often a navigating three. I want to say very often, but it's conceivable that a navigating three could be confused with a nine because they're just not as action-oriented. Okay? They want to get things done. They want to move things along. But I, I should say they're not as task-oriented. And they're certainly not as detail-oriented. Yeah, there's a bigger, I think, emphasis on relationship building, yeah. which will move things forward Yes, because they want to accomplish things. Yeah. But they spend more time on that, on yeah. the relationship building. I'll give you an example. I was with a company one time. They had their top, I don't know, it was like 300 top leaders at a big conference, right? So it was one of these huge conference hotels, trainings all day, sessions all day. And in the evening, there was this big, huge sports bar in the lobby of the hotel. And so everybody congregated there. And the preserving threes gathered together and other preserving types, but you could see the preserving threes sort of going into a corner together to do work. And the navigating threes kind of sticking their heads up and looking around and saying, okay, who do I need to connect with? Who do I need to see while I'm here? Who do I need to talk to? So, so they're, they're not going to, they're going to spend their time, um, uh, networking rather than task doing. All right. So the next we have transmitting three. So this is the Tony Robbins, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Oprah Winfrey, Deepak Chopra kind of three, right? Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise, for sure. And that's that's a group of people that can be polarizing, right? For example, I'm not a big Deepak Chopra fan, okay? In fact, I hold him in a tremendous amount of contempt. And I didn't, um, because he's a big fraud and uh, he's a snake oil salesman. So you heard it here first. Uh, I hope not first, but you're hearing it here. So sorry, all my fans who are Deepak yeah. Chopra fans, but it's me, or, me or him. All right, so anyway, 
Don't ah. delete this. <laughs> this needs to stay. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be happy to explain. I'll be happy to explain why in a future episode, if if, if we so so need to oh do boy. it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but you take a guy like Tony Robbins, who a little bit of snake oil with Tony Robbins. You know, the whole, for example, coal hot coal walking. That's just a shtick. It's a, it's 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 a trick. It's easy to do. The ashes, you know, don't conduce conduct the heat, so it's easy to walk across hot coals if you just keep moving, right? So, you know, and and he knows that, but he does it for the show and all that sort of thing. But I really do believe that Tony Robbins wants other people to be successful, and this is the thing I see in transmitting threes. I want you to be just as awesome as I'm trying to be, okay? And that's Oprah, that's certainly Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? So these people who, they just see what I could be and I wanna put it out there and I wanna achieve things and I want you to have it too. It's a lot more of a be like me attitude than let me figure out how to be like you as like the navigating three. Exactly right, exactly right. And so I am going to be the pace setter here for what awesome yeah. can be. With ver very little, if any, inhibition. <laughs> yes. Uh, I imagine gurus, a lot of gurus are transmitting threes. Uh, yes. Yeah. The U.S. Army used to have the slogan, be all you can be, and they did away with it for a while, but they're actually readopting it. And that is just transmitting three world. It's like, you know, I have this Well, vision. the state is like transmitting three world. Well, yeah, we, we've discussed this a number of times and, and we, you know, agree that the U.S. culture is transmitting three. And if At you, least how it's perceived from the outside. Which is kind of the definition of what a culture really is, right? Because, you know... I just wanted I, to leave room for yeah, right. discussion there. But, but you know, and, and if you have any doubt about that, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I don't think there's anybody who would deny that we're a three-ish culture. But when it comes to transmitting, just ask yourself, have you ever been in another country and turned on the television and saw... U.S. TV shows or listen to U.S. music or seen a U.S. military base, right? I mean, this is all transmitting, folks. Or, or seen people in, at a bar from the yeah. U.S. talking yeah. loudly, loudly. <laughs> about themselves, thinking that... So loudly. The center of the world. Yeah. Um, I, I quickly turn my head and run. <laughs> I'm not them. <laughs> I, I'll give a real good example. So... so First time I went to Santiago, it was right after Michael Jackson died. And my kids, who didn't know who Michael Jackson was before he died, but became obsessed with him for a brief period because he was so in the news, were listening to Michael Jackson all the time. And so I go to Santiago, and I'm thinking, thank God I'll get away from Michael Jackson. <laughs> and so the next, you know, the morning after I arrive, I go to the restaurant to have breakfast and the greatest hits of Michael Jackson are playing on the speakers. And this is how it is to be from the United States or be anywhere. Everywhere you go, our music is playing somewhere, our TV shows, our movies, et cetera. Yes. So, um, which is, you know, disappointing, frankly, from my perspective. But um, anyway, it is what it is. So the transmitting three, this is all about transmitting me. 
you know, I want to look good. I want to dress good. I want to have the best car that I can. I want to have the best job that I can. I want to look And I want good. you to see it. And I want people to see it. Absolutely right. So it's all about growth. It's all about expression. It's all about inspiration. Now, the downside to it is it can be very, very me, me, me oriented, right? There can be a lot of I talk, a lot of me talk. And this is one of the things I've worked with Transmitting Three Leaders about is this I talk and me talk. And it's not intentional, you know, and I've seen this happen in groups where people get frustrated with all the I talk from a Transmitting Three until they realize they don't mean anything by it, right? They, they're not really as self-centered as they seem, that's just how they think. And they really do want something good for other people, usually. And people will start to forgive them. But it can be a bit bracing when you first... So the pattern of expression, we obviously transmitting zone of enthusiasm. We have preserving a zone of inner conflict and navigating as a zone of indifference. So what are we working with here? That one of the main aspects that I've tried to work with transmitting threes is that it's the navigating angle and that includes building relationships with people they might want to or might need to collaborate with, uh, spend time which seems wasted for them on building those building those bridges with other people to collaborate which will make them feel even be even more outstanding, but they don't see it that naturally. And also getting a better sense of how they're being perceived, the impact they have. Because once they see it, they're able to work on it. Yeah. For me, threes in general are one of the best people to coach because once they see the value of making some changes, they're all over. just go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I would also say that helping particularly the transmitting three, read organizational politics mm. is really important because I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen transmitting threes rise high in an organization and then get blindsided by the corporate politics that they just don't understand. And we would think, oh, threes are political animals and that, that sort of thing. They're political in the sense of being able to promote themselves, but they're not good at reading the nuances and subtleties of group dynamics. The, the, con yeah. the conflicted in the, in the uh, preserving domain is this, they can be task-oriented, right? So they, they can be process-oriented and structured and that sort of thing. And they're very often very health-oriented. In fact, bodybuilding, we talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger a couple of times, right? Now, with Arnold, it wasn't about being healthy, a preserving need. It was about looking awesome and being impressive. Okay. But the physical can be a way of doing that. So a lot of bodybuilders, a lot of, you know, uh, healthcare, you know, like uh, fitness influencers and all that stuff tend to be transmitting threes. Mm, that makes sense. But makes sense. never feel like, you know, they're doing it quite well enough. Uh, well, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Awareness Action Enneagram Podcast. Make sure to tune in next week for obviously the best episode yet to come. Type oh, good subtypes oh, of boy. the four, 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 four. It'll four. be our highest rated episode for sure. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, Here we go. Oh, boy, oh, boy. All right. See y'all. 
Thanks for listening to the Awareness to Action Enneagram podcast. If you're interested in more information or talking to Mario, MJ, or myself, feel free to reach out to us through the links in the show notes or by emailing info at awarenesstoaction.com. All episode transcriptions and further information can be found at awarenesstoaction.com slash podcast. <laughs>